Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning. This is Father Richard Kunst, along with my co-host, Cindy Jennings. Coming to you from the Diocese of Duluth, Minnesota, on the shores of the beautiful Lake Superior. We're going to start our radio broadcast with a prayer, but before the prayer, I'm going to just read a little bit of an announcement of the death of one of our benefactors here at Real Presence Radio. So Real Presence Radio lost a longtime friend and patron, Rose Philippi, at the age of 94 from Dickinson's, North Dakota, last week on Tuesday. Rose and her husband, Stephen, were celebrating 76 years of marriage this year. Rose and Stephen had 15 children, 56 grandchildren, 133 great-grandchildren, and eight great-great-grandchildren. Her funeral is this morning at St. Joseph's Church in Dickinson. Our thoughts and prayers are extended this morning for the repose of the soul of Rose and for the comfort of her family. So with that, let us pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Mm-hmm. Heavenly Father, be with us this morning as we have another show of Real Presence Live, and we pray blessings upon all those who have been benefactors of the show and of the radio station in general, in particular way, Rose and her husband, Stephen. We pray blessings upon our guests and all those that are listening this morning. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Good morning, Cindy. How was your, how was your fourth, happy 5th of July. How was your 4th of July? (laughs) It was busy, cooking, cleaning, but the weather here, of course, was not great. No, well, of course, we have a, we have a broad listening area, so why don't you tell the listeners what the weather was like in beautiful Duluth, if you could see Duluth. I woke up, I went to the store, and I had to slow down so much before the light, because I could not see the light. The fog was so bad. Yeah. I don't think I could see... 60 feet in front of me. I, I, had, like. I had a prisoner this morning at the weekday mass say the entire day she couldn't see the house across the street from her house. So the fog was pretty bad. The rain was con- pretty was continuous cold. and it was mm-hmm. cold. So just another beautiful 4th of July here in Duluth, Minnesota. What do you expect? But we do have a beautiful city if you ever get here when the sun is shining. That's true. I actually celebrated on Saturday because it was so beautiful. Yeah. Well, it was still good for our family. We went up to that uh, disc. Uh, what is it? Duluth Indoor Sporting Center. Yes. So that's a big thing. And so my brother-in-law is part owner, and so the whole extended family was at that. So we still have the 4th of July in a fun sort of way. So happy 5th of July, everybody. God and, bless America. And your finger? It hurt. Well, I think we heard it. Broken. Inter- so doctor, doctor mom here, Cindy, <laughs> might have told me that it's not broken. She doesn't think if it might be cracked. But anyhow, i got to quit playing with the young people because I'm not young anymore. Anyhow, so let's get right to our first guest. Yes. Jolene Obergewich. Did I get that right, Jolene? Yes, good morning. I am not going to say that last name again. (laughs) So, Jolene, uh, welcome to Real Presence Live. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, thank you for having me. Um, I've been here at Home on the Range for 23 years, uh, which is in very far west North Dakota. Uh, Born and raised across the border in Montana, went to college, uh, met my husband, and we came back home. Uh, we have a ranch in the beautiful Badlands, north of Medora, and one child, and he helps us with the ranch. And then um, here I am. So, yeah, that's a little bit about me. Um, enjoy the job I do as helping children and uh, working outside. So it's kind of best of both worlds. 
It does sound like it. Is it best of both worlds in in January? You know, there are times when it's questionable. I will, I'll be honest, but uh, we still love the work, you know. Um, like say, I came here, started at Home on the Range as a part-time secretary until something came along that was better. And 23, 24 years later, here I am. Um, so this is where I was meant to be. So what uh, for people like that uh, that live in Duluth, Minnesota, and are uh, far away from western North Dakota, tell us a little bit of what Home on the Ranch is. Home on the Range is Home on the a, range. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, a, a therapeutic ranch for boys and girls ages 12 to 18. And our, basically our mission is to give these kids um, a second chance, to give them hope. Um, things have happened to them that should not have happened to them. And so they could come here at Home on the Range. They could um, get their life back together again um, by going to school with therapy programs, our spiritual programs, and um, forming relationships, trusting relationships, really, um, with adults and caring for them and giving them a different set of coping skills rather than survival skills, but skills that will help them be successful in life. So we're located in far western North Dakota, about as far away as you can get from Duluth, Minnesota, but um, in the beautiful Badlands. We're over here by uh, Medora, North Dakota, so it's very, very lovely out here, lots of natural beauty, and uh, we really take advantage of that to help use that with the kids. So where, where do these kids generally come from? They could come from all over. Um, most of our children come from North Dakota, but they have probably been in other states before. And it, it's just um, it, a lot of sad stories. Uh, when we read what happened to these kids, it, it, it just breaks my heart as a mom. I mean, you know, things have happened to them because of physical abuse um, or they've been traumatized by witnessing, witnessing domestic violence, uh, they're running away, they're doing drugs and alcohol, or their parents are using drugs and alcohol. And they just, you know, they feel like they've got the short end of the stick in life. And so what we try to do is say, hey, you know what, we're here. We, we care about you. We want you to do well. We want you to do better. What can we do to help you? So are these kids there for like a, a week? I mean, what's, how long is the pro- Maybe walk us through like the program a little bit. Okay, I'd be happy to, yeah. Uh, the kids are here about from three to six months, um, so oh. it's a very short time. So, yeah, we have to put things into a really um, time, uh, short amount of time to get all those, these things done for them. Um, when I first started, the children were here for three or four years, and the, the goal is to get them back to their communities, back to their families, um, and have it in a healthy environment with, with a support system. And so basically at Home on the Range, we use our natural resources. So we have 1,400 acres of ranch. We have horses. We have dogs. Um, we have the cross on the hill. And all of these things work together to provide a wholesome, safe, clean working environment. And we could give them um, school, their, their therapy that they might need, any spiritual guidance, and then also some aftercare. So not just saying, here's what we can do for you in six months, but we're going to work with you and your families for the next three months when you leave here, for the next six months when you leave here, because we want you to stay on that that wholesome path to success. And so when they, they go in, 
and they um, spend time there, then they, they leave. What's your success rate for that? And do you ever see maybe someone that needs more help to come back and um, go through the program again? Yeah, sadly, we do see uh, kids that return back to us. Um, I don't have the number in our success rate. It's usually above the 80% mark. Um, but, yeah, it's just too short of amount of time. Um, and they do call, the kids call back and say, I need help. And so what can you do? You know, what kind of community services can you offer us? And we'll, you know, hook them up with a, another church or maybe there's another social worker or a community-based plan. Um, we're actually working on this last year. We had three different concerts called Rise Above, and our whole goal was to provide um, adult contacts to help them, any kids, not just our kids, but it was mostly our kids, to give them give them support after they leave. And so we had Christian concerts, we had speakers, uh, we had a lot of community members that were there, and we did this in, um, I think it was five different cities, Billings and, and Glendive, Montana, then Dickinson and Bismarck, North Dakota. But what we, what we would like to do is expand that even more. And there was the stunt dudes, you know, that kids like. They're doing these amazing um, stunts on their bicycles and skateboards, but they are a Christian-based, and they minister to kids that are hurting and in pain and letting them know that there is a good way to life. So, so that's that's really our goal, is to help these kids. So how many kids do you have in, at any given time on average? Right now, um, about 33, um, 30 through 33, both boys and girls. And like say, um, they're here for three to six months, and it's not long enough, but we do the best we can. But the key is really is the forming relationships, and that's what our whole... Our whole basis is, and that even started back with Father Cassidy and Father Fonlander when we, they first found Home on the Range, knowing that having that relationship, building that trust again, then they're going to be successful. So even when they leave, they have that relationship with their social worker, with somebody that they were close to in the dorm. Maybe it was the farm manager, but it was that connection so that they feel like they can trust and, and open up to those to the adults saying, hey, I'm having a bad day, can I talk to you? Or, I'm going to go home soon, I'm very scared, what can I do? Can yeah, so, you help I mean, me with that? So it, it sounds like something of, of a program that we had here in Duluth up until recently called Woodland Hills, which is for, well, we, maybe it wasn't the same, because we maybe focused mostly on like delinquency mm-hmm. and children that were getting into trouble. But um, uh, uh, at least in Duluth, the, the organization that we had here was not really connected to any particular religion. Is there is there a particular church affiliation, Jolene, that uh, sounds like Catholic? The Bismarck, talking, yeah, the Bismarck Diocese, uh, the Most Reverend Bishop is the president on our board, and uh, the Monsignor, and we have several priests that are on our board as far as governing it. And we were founded by Father Cassidy, which was a Catholic priest. But we are welcome. To, we open are open and welcome um, all the faiths. Uh, we just want people to know that it's, there's a Christian, you know, basis to us. That there is someone um, that can help you through these troubled times, that then that can heal your hurts, and, and that's really what we try to concentrate on. We see that so many of our youth really don't even know what that means, and so when we expose them to situations that are clean and healthy, like a prayer group, like Bible study, let's take a walk on campus and just enjoy the beauty of the ranch and give thanks for that. And or introducing them to 
a youth who is speaking to other youth about their problems, but how they got clean and sober and are on a good way to, of life. So it's just those different things. We want to plant the seeds of hope. We don't want to judge the youth. We've ne- we don't know what they've gone through, but we want to be with them to walk with them, to walk beside them and support them and say, we're here to help you. What do you need? And let's, God is good. He can help you. Just, you know, just give it up to him. So you'd, you'd, uh, you've mentioned a couple of times how you feel like the time that they're with you guys are too short. So who who defines the length of time per kid, and, and have you looked at going to more of an extended time of treatment for them? Um, we are trying to get a longer period of time, and there's a lot of different parameters that come into that. Um, whether it's their referring social worker or the the family status, you know, maybe maybe it's not the family is not ready yet. They have, need a little more time, a little more family treatment, and so yeah, we we do. We some have been here like nine months, um, but that's kind of the average is about six months. What's your capacity? Uh, Thirty six boys and girls. And you're all you're almost always towards the top end of that, huh? Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it was last year, I think we had almost 100 children that oh. came through our program. So is there, a, being that it's it's a Catholic organization, I mean, is there a priest assigned to it? Is it connected to a particular parish in the area? We do. We are connected to St. John's in Beach, and that is by uh, Father Dan Berg. And so he comes out once a month and will do a short mass or a short service, or the children are welcome to go into town as well. Um, but yeah, then we're also under the Bismarck Diocese too. And now your role is what, Jolene? I am, I guess, the development director. Uh, so I do a lot of fundraising, uh, special events, uh, public speaking, um, writing grants, uh, just to find some financial support for us. We are a nonprofit, and so we do rely on the generosity of our donors to help us, um, you know finance the, the support that the children need, whether it's the therapy or the horse program. Okay, so. well, um, we're going to take a break shortly, but just before we get to the break, we'll talk a little bit more about the um, uh, the development aspect of it, but, but, but how many staff do you have there? Uh, we're about 90 staff. I think we run about six, seven, eight professional social workers and two professional RNs. Okay, wow, that's, wow, that's, that's a pretty that's impressive. Mm-hmm. We've been talking to Jolene Obergewitch. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I, I, again, my last name is gets butchered all the time, too. And we're talking about Home on the Range, and we're going to be talking about a special event that's going to be coming up as part of development. And we'll continue with this conversation with Jolene after this brief break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, 
We want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA, or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director of Riverview Place. I've worked my entire career in healthcare as a social worker in the hospital, skilled nursing, and hospice settings. I love my job. Not only do I get to work with a caring, dedicated team that displays human kindness to every resident, it's a privilege to offer seniors a lifestyle that reminds me of what it felt like to grow up in the small rural town of Buffalo, North Dakota. To join our faith-based community, call us today for a tour at 701-412-1952. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back and thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio and Real Presence Live. My name is Father Richard Kunz and my co-host's name is... Cindy Jennings. And we are coming to you from the Diocese of Duluth, Minnesota here on the shores of Lake Superior at St. James Catholic Church in our gathering space. And we are talking to Jolene Obergewich. Obergewich. Thank you, you very it. much. And we're talking to her about Home on the Range. And uh, right before the break, Jolene had told us that she's the development director, and you've been there for 23 years. Is that what you said, Jolene? Yes, that's correct. So it's kind of your life's work. How long have you been in the, uh, how long have you been in the uh, position of development um, this was my first job as development. I actually worked in the private sector before I worked here, so a um, lot, lot more fun here, a lot more uh, rewards here oh, now that I'm working here. Yeah. No, I bet. That's great. So I know that there's probably a lot of different events, a lot of different things you put on the year in regards to development and raising funds for Home on the Range, but you have something coming up here shortly. Is that uh, in like in August, early August, right? Right. It's on August 6th, and it's our annual Champions Ride Saddle Bronc match. Um, North Dakota is big rodeo country, and um, back when Father Cassidy founded us, uh, you know they were still looking for ways to raise money, and so they said, "Why don't we have a bronc match?" And so a bunch of local cowboys got together in 1957 and raised money for a rodeo, and here we are, 66 years later. And that's still the primary goal. So it's basically just a saddle bronc match. Um, we don't have the barrel racing or bull riding, but it, the primary purpose is still just to raise money for Home on the Range. And it's an awesome event. We're out here. It's an outdoor arena, and we invite people to bring their lawn chairs and umbrellas and just sit and watch. Um, it's a professional show. We are um, a member of the Pro Rodeo of the Cowboys Association, and so it is professional cowboys that come. And so if you have any cowboy fans that watch the cowboy on TV, this those are the cowboys that come here. And um, the Bronx are just as famous as the cowboys. And so it's, uh, it's a great day. You know, we have some concessions. We'll have some pre-rodeo entertainment and um, just a lot of fun. And where can people 
find tickets or support Home on the Range? Oh, we get a tremendous amount of support, either from our sponsors or from coming, the people that come to watch the event. Um, last year, we had almost 2,000 people sitting on our hillside. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, so they're buying the tickets, and we know a lot of people will buy tickets just to support the event because it's for Home on the Range. And then we have been so lucky that some of the Cowboys that have won money here have donated it back to Home on the Range just to help the kids. So it, we receive a tremendous amount of support for this event. Is this your biggest event of the year for development? It, it is It is our largest event, yes. Um, like I say, we have 2,000 people here, and um, it's an opportunity for us to share what good things we do. And once they learn about us, they become forever friends. And uh, just a couple years ago, there was a rodeo fan, and he'd been coming to the Saddle Bronx match for years, and he had no children, and he finally came here and said, you know, I think this is the place that I'm going to leave my ranch to. And so he left us um, in his will. He gifted us his ranch to us, and he had a tremendous estate, and uh, we were able to do so many things with that. But uh, he just knew in his heart that that was where his money should go. And so we have lifetime friends that come to the rodeo, learn about our mission, and they're with us forever. So um, that's one of the, the biggest benefits for us. That's great. So so what do you guys have like a goal set, like a monetary goal set for each year in regards to the, uh, to the um, uh, Saddle Bronc match? Well, I wouldn't be in development if I didn't. So, yeah, exactly. You know. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think last year we raised almost $80,000. Wow, that's yeah, really good. so it, it's tremendous, and so yeah, that's so I have to beat that this year. So um, we're hoping, you know, that we can have that twenty two hundred, twenty three hundred people that are going to be here to visit with us. So um, yeah, that's, so does, that's, is most of that money generated by ticket sales or it's sponsorship? It's about half and half. So um, yeah, a lot of the sponsors um, really step up, even during the tough years when we had. Um, COVID-19, and then, yeah, the ticket sales um, also are a tremendous benefit. And our, we have concessions, and so a lot of our staff work in the concessions and raise additional money for that. And then we've even noticed that a lot of people um, will come and pay for the tickets, so if the ticket's $20 and a couple comes, they'll just throw in a 50 or some extra money. Um, just because it is a fundraiser for us. So there's a lot of different avenues that we're able to raise money on that day. And after doing this for 23 years, do you have people that have been through the program that come back to help or come back to work as part of those 90 people? I mean, do you see people come back or or try to help fundraise for you? We do. Um, Yes, we have a couple of our graduates that do come back. Um, One is actually on our board of directors, and so um, he helps me with some of my marketing and my promotions. And, yes, they come back and want to work that day, or they just come back because they have fond memories and they are now um, mature adults and they have their own families and children. And so they will come back to Home on the Range and say, hey, this is where I grew up, or this is Greg. He was kind of hard on me. I didn't like him when he was here. I didn't like the rules. But thank you for, you know, the discipline and the structure because now I have my own family. Here's the bedroom where I stayed. Um, and that's, that's the fun part of my job 
and the, the most rewarding because sometimes it takes a year or two before we hear from those kids. But when they come back and they're so proud of where they came from, being home on the range and the staff, and the staff that are still here, um, you know, I, I'm here for 23 years, but we have staff that have been here longer than I have, 30, 35, oh, wow. 40 plus years. And so we're finding that this is our life commitment. And when these former residents or graduates come back, they still have that relationship with those staff when they left. And to me, that's a full circle. I mean, that's just the, the neatest thing you find a, a, a graduate that says, yeah, do you remember me? I'm like, yes, I do. Well, it's <laughs> awesome to see you, you know. Or they'll send us a wedding announcement or a birth announcement. I mean, that's, that's the best part. Yeah, that's great. So, so now with this, you you have the people that come back and remember you guys fondly. So, when you have this big event that's coming up here on August sixth, how do the like the current residents get involved, or do they get involved with that event in particular? They they do get involved. There's a lot of uh, prep work to do that week of. It's everybody hands on, and so our boys and girls that are here now, they're out there helping mowing and trimming and watering flowers, making sure things look good. Uh, they'll get the concessions ready. They sell snow cones on that day. They'll help us park cars on the day. Um, so, yeah, they're very active. And then when they get the autographs from the Cowboys, that's that's a real highlight for them. Yeah, because you said that these Cowboys are basically on the pro circuit, if you will. Right, absolutely. Yep. So now, what, in what uh, particular ways does this event help the uh, home on the range? The biggest thing is the financial support. I mean, like, say, last year we were able to raise and give back $80,000 to Home on the Range. Um, the other thing um, that I talked about earlier, the best thing is just the people that learn about us. Um, we're probably a long ways away from a lot of your listeners, and even some of the locals really aren't sure what we really do out here. And so um, when they come to the rodeo, there's a lot of testimonials in our program book. We're going to play a video during the intermission session so they could see uh, and hear some of our students' testimonials and then just meet the staff and the kids that are here right now and get firsthand the stories of how, you know, what you're doing, what are you doing well, what do you need to work on. So it's it's that forming the friendships with the people that come um, that helps support the future of Home on the Range. It's interesting that, you know, I mean, 66 years ago when the when the priest established this, he was quite a visionary, wasn't he? Using the, the local area and the beauty and the, the way of life out there in North Dakota to really help kids that are disadvantaged. Absolutely. And, and I think that's what makes us so special is, our, is that little niche. You know, like say we have 1,400 acres of land, we have horses, we have dogs. Um, and it is that, that whole natural, wholesome cowboy western environment i think you know um that just helps them appreciate where you're at and yeah just think i i that we're still here 72 73 years later so yeah that's just amazing to me so so okay so you've had the um uh, you've had the um, ride saddle bronc match for 66 years but how long have you actually been in existence for since 1949 so uh, i'm not quick at math this is 72 73 yeah. years yeah yeah. Any idea how many kids have been served over the years? You know, I, I've been wondering about myself, and I know it's in the thousands, but I have no idea what the number is. Um, like, say, years ago when it first started, there was only five or six boys here, 
but they grew up here for four or five, six years. So, Uh yeah, it would be really interesting to know how many children have actually been here. I would think that, you know, I mean, I would think that people from out of the area, like even let's say large cities like the Twin Cities or even like, you know, the East Coast or something like that, some kids would probably really thrive at a place like what you guys have. Have you guys ever done any exploration with getting people from outside of the area? We are, yes. We um, we do look and, and promote um, right now trying to look at regional states, but I know that there are other opportunities for us. And, yeah, I, I, I agree. It's just the, the environment itself is just self-healing. Um, yeah, that would be awesome because I... When we see the kids that come here, they do thrive, especially on the farm, um, because none of them have probably ever been around animals or farm. And it's to me, it's very interesting, and I have a lot of fun with it, because I work at have a ranch myself. And so when they come down, they're like, oh, my gosh, it stinks. Oh, it's horrible down here. It's messy. <laughs> it's muddy. Oh, I don't want to touch those cows. But, you know, um, I think the rewards are the um, taking care of someone else as in an animal, mm-hmm. uh, being successful rate, you know, because they can do it. Um, if they do move hay bales and they say, oh, I can do these things. Um, so we see a lot of kids thrive in the farm part. So Jolene, again, we have about 30 seconds left. Just tell us really quick, how do they get tickets and when the event is? Our event is August 6th, and you could go to our website at hotrnd.com. We have a Facebook page. Just uh, look up Home on the Range, and there are tickets there. You can get them online. Give us a call. And all the funds we raise go to support the children um, to help them. So remember, that's the main mission of the Champions Ride Match, and tours are available. Come on out and see us. Thank you very much, Jolene. Thank you for joining us this morning on Real Presence Live. Thank you for having me. And you have a great 5th of July. Thank you. You also. All right. Thank you. Good luck (laughs) with the event. Thank you. All right, that was a good interview. So, all right, so next, after after the short break, we are going to have your opportunity to call in questions with Straight Talk right here on Real Presence Radio. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 